Hi, and welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is Eric Kruger, and uh, it is really good to be recording this on Sunday, the 5th of April. We are, I think, just down with week one now of lockdown in SA, um, pretty much, about a week and a half. John, help me. I, I've lost track of days, <laughs> times, like, where are, where are we? It doesn't matter. It's like we were joking <laughs> offline. It's what's today? Is today Munchy Wednesday or is today Third Fry Saturday? <laughs> so I have no idea. I've also lost track, lost track of time. Um, I'm just seeing different lockdowns with different rules from around the world. So yes, SA is at this time, but my friends in Dubai yesterday or two days ago were told 24 hour lockdown. You're not even allowed out your house anymore. And be living in an apartment with a dog, I can just imagine that must be a, such a tough thing to wow. do. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where we are. And I think that's the whole point. Well, one of the points of this lockdown is that you lose track of, I don't know, you just lose track of pretty much everything, you know, like anything that the, the mm. sort of constructs of our reality of getting dressed up in a certain way, like doing your hair in a certain, like, I don't know, it's, it's the arbest of things I'm not doing, you know. So, yeah, it's weird. So what day is it? I don't know. Actually, we had this thing with my friends. It's like, do you know what time it is? Yeah, it's the time of your life. That's what it is. That's the date. It's the date of your life. So how's it, Eric? Yeah, listen, um, it's been going well. Uh, I think, you know, what we're speaking about today is a bit of us and uh, the journey that we've gone on mentally, yes. emotionally during this time and, mm -hmm. and where we are today, taking mm -hmm. a bit of a sort of temperature check for where we are. And I also want to sort of preface this with, if you are listening to this, um, you can go back and, and see that we've released a ton of other episodes in between. And, you know, when we started The Expansive, it was all about us having some interesting conversations and sharing our research, our lear learnings, our insights um, with each other and also then a broader audience. And when this whole pandemic hit, we both went into how do we add as much value as possible mode? With a, with, with a, <laughs> sprinkling, one of the with a sprinkling of panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'd like to come across as we are Gandhi and Mother Teresa sitting here. Of course, we want to add value, but it was like, oh my God, now what? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. a big part of that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, and also our calendars went wide open. So we needed <laughs> to fill ourselves <laughs> full time somehow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what that ended up looking like was, well, we said, well, let's do some more podcasts. And we recorded wartime CEO podcasts, um, which has been phenomenal. Been phenomenal. Oh, jeez, we yeah. chose the same word. That was unscripted. Yeah. But <laughs> they've been phenomenal, dude. They've added so much value to my life mm. to really understand how these CEOs have gone through this. And if you are listening mm. to this and you you know a CEO that is actually worthwhile, or well, not worthwhile, but has done something amazing, please send us a message on social media and we'll get in touch with him or her. And uh, yeah, they've just added so much value to my life, you know, just listening mm. to those people. They've just done such an incredible job of, of leading organizations. And I saw a meme uh, the other day, um, I don't want to show off, but what a great time not to have kids. And I was, <laughs> so I thought it was a hilarious meme, but I, I also reflected on the fact of how hard it must be to have so many staff members and how happy I mm. am that I've built a business that is decentralized, that I don't have that pressure on me. But every single CEO we spoke about really was feeling the intense pressure of, of sustaining cash flow and sustaining business models to keep people going. And it was just fantastic to listen to all of them. Mm. So we, what we've decided to do is moving forward to get back to our cadence to, because we've also 
you know, we've gone through so many emotions and um, revolutions and evolutions that we, we've decided let's get back to the cadence that we created initially. Uh, let's get back to the expansive for what it is. And so what you can do is we've literally released all of the episodes for Wartime CEO. And there was also one masterclass that we recorded with Peter DeToy around remote work. And uh, he took us through a bit of a framework for how to get up, set up as quickly as possible with a remote work team. Um, so all of that will be available for people to go and listen to, download, and you can actually go check it out on the website. It's theexpansive.com. Uh, that's up and running now as well. So if you want to stay in touch with us, that's uh, the place to go. That'll be our new home. But John, uh, where are we today? What are we, what are we talking about today? So, you know, it was, it was about three days ago. I think I messaged you. I WhatsApped you and I said, I, I've got the name for the next podcast. I want to call it Getting Off the Treadmill. And I think this is what the name of the podcast is and the theme that we want to talk about. And we're hoping that people can sort of share their stories around what's happened since you got off the treadmill. Because I think all of us expected X and Y to happen. But, you know, something totally different has happened. And and I don't think any of us expected all these things to happen as they have. And so today's podcast is really about this concept of what happened when we got off the treadmill. And... For me, that's why the, the concept of what day it is or what time it is, that sort of stuff has almost like eluded me. I'm living on a farm <clears throat> up in the mountains and there quite literally isn't any traffic. Like, I don't think anybody has traffic going past them, but there's no traffic. There's nothing, there's nothing that sustains me into a concept that today's Monday. You know, there's no, there's no difference. Mm. So yeah, getting off the treadmill and, and I suppose the journey that you and I have been on in this process. And also, I mean, not even just you and I, but our circle of friends and what they've been up to and how they have actually um, expanded their creativity and their uh, concept of what to do with so much time that they have. So that's kind of, I think, the concept that we want to bring across on this podcast. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I, you know, what I, what I keep realizing over and over is that we are all going through such different things, mm. you know, like different emotions. Um, you were saying like, you know, some CEOs have hundreds of employees to think about and those employees are families to think about. And like, mm. it's what they are going through is very different to what I'm going through where my calendar opened up mm. and I've spent the past week and a half or so really revising my, my business mm. and making it a digital first business mm. and thinking when we come out of this, well, and we can talk about hybrid vigor perhaps, but like, how do I end up as strong as possible moving forward? Mm. But then I look at um, at uh, Dan, my fiance, and like she couldn't be busier. Mm. Like she's um, full day busy with work stuff, mm. and then at night she's busy with her MBA. Mm. Like there's just no time for her to do anything else. Mm. Um, so we all we all in in very different situations. Look, I, um, I, even though we're going through the same thing. Yes. Well, I, I wrote about this in my in, in the book that I just released and I said this is impacting us on our own very unique and personal survivor consciousness trigger point. And that's kind of what's happened is that at what point do we feel like we in survivor mode or we in angry mode or we in creator mode? And I think the truth is is that you have always been in creation mode. And so even when your calendar was busy or not busy, you were creating and, and same as mm. me. And so I think what's happened is that the surprising, um, 
the surprising aspect of this or the surprising uh, indirect impact on our lives has been the level of creativity and access to so much. I didn't even know the stuff was in my head, to be honest with you. I mean, and you, you wrote that 5,000 mm. book on leadership. I mean, like you would never have had the time to do that. Or maybe you, <laughs> how would you have had the time to do that? You know, and, and it's not just mm. the time. It's, it's the, it's the decluttering of your day and what you're thinking about and, and now giving that its space to want to actually come through you, you know, and like I, I was telling you off air and even to my parents that I was speaking to at lunchtime, <clears throat> I'm living on a little like guest house away from the main house and I'm almost just popping in for meals and then popping back to my, to my guest house and my dad's like, what are you up to? I'm like, I cannot tell you how I'm enjoying writing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just mm. so enthralled. And I'm, I'm I, obviously I brought the book out called future. Now my next book's called future. How? And so I'm like really diving into what could the world's economic situation shift into? And I've just so pleasantly surprised with getting off the treadmill and having this opportunity to reinvent, recalibrate and refocus the message I want to bring across and, and, and how it's improving my um, depth of understanding the world around me. And I, I just, it's a, it's a fantastic gift. Mm. Mm. Um, two things. I think what we need to do is actually load your keynote um, or embed it onto the, the expansive website. Okay. So people can also go and okay. see it there yeah. and then also give them a link to the book because the book is free. Yeah. Uh, it's an ebook. It's called Future Now, and uh, you've had a phenomenal response to it. Mm. So let's also link to that on the expansive so people can access it from there. Why don't you tell us about your um, book? Well, we'll, we'll still get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to feel bad. Come, come into the party. Come into the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Be before we get to that, yeah. I, I want to know what has been what has been the biggest mental shift that you've had to make or that you've organically made in this time <laughs> i didn't know in a coaching session but let me think about that um, <laughs> um wow that's such a good question eric um what is being the biggest emotional shift that i've gone through is not chasing that yeah it's mm. it's just like a, <laughs> yeah absolutely it's i'm not chasing anything it's like i'm not i'm not in a hurry you know like your our days were filled with I have to work out at this time to get to this mm. place before I have to shower to get to this meeting. This is how long the triple take. This is the visa I need. This is but the, 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 that chase has given the lack of the chase has given me the space. Jeez, that rhymed. Giving me the space to just be <laughs> still and to be, um, I think the, the, to be, um, to create a vessel and, and I, and, and I'm, I don't mean to get esoteric about it, but to create a vessel to receive as much information as possible to be able to bring it across, you know? And I think all mm. meditation and all the pasna practice and all of these ancient practices were about being quiet, were about being still, because what happens when you're quiet and you're still, all of a sudden you access this voice or this level of information that you've always had there, but you're so busy being busy, you never got a flippant chance to actually get to the point of mm. receiving it. And the person I always go back to for this is Yuval Harari from Homo Deus. You know, he does 60 days of Vipassana where he sits in absolute silence by himself in a, I mean, obviously surrounded by certain people, but he by himself. And that's where he gets to get access to his genius and look what he's done, you know? So mm. I think this is a, I was telling to a friend of mine the other day and I said, this is like a very luxurious Vipassana. 
Because Vipassana, you sit there for 10 days with no, like, like zero luxuries around you. But this seems like mm. that, you know, it's that sort of thing. So uh, question back to you. What has been your sort of biggest uh, shift? You know, um, the other day I was saying to Dan, you should do the dishes. Um, not because of doing the dishes, but because you get like mental breakthroughs <laughs> when your mind is occupied with. <laughs> I agree. And uh, I've actually really like that's been my new podcast uh, listening station. So instead of driving and listening to a podcast, yeah. I'm now doing the dishes. <laughs> nice. And I've actually found it to be enjoyable because it gives me like a yeah. a moment away from yeah. from everything else. Um, you know, my biggest shift has actually been just that it's it's not supposed to be the same because that's been my biggest stumbling block this whole time mm. is that as we've very quickly had to migrate to digital – which is a weird thing to say because we've been migrating all the time mm. and like all these things have been happening digitally anyway. Mm. But as we found ourselves almost completely immersed in this new world, mm. um, this entire time I've just been thinking like, it's just not the same, you know, like I, I, I was, uh, involved in a offsite, uh, the Friday before we got into lockdown. Mm. And I remember even before, le- like leading up to that, you were already self isolating, you know, people were already taking some precautionary measures and, I remember walking into that um, offsite, spent an hour and a half with this Exco team, and I was just like so invigorated. Like it was so good having people's energy yeah, around me. Yeah. And then we went into lockdown, and then I've done subsequently done a few things with teams, and I would come off the course and I'd just go, ah, it's just not the same. Yeah. But the biggest breakthrough for me was just it's not supposed to be the same. Yeah. Like they are different well things, said. treat them differently. Mm. And once that happened for me, like it, it kind of opened up my world and I was able to commit because that's what I've been saying mm. to teams is that, you know, you can either see what we're going through as a pit stop or a detour. And if you see it as a pit stop, you're just in a holding pattern mm. and you're waiting for things to come back to normal, whatever normal might be. Mm. But actually what you need to do is to, to dedicate ourselves to the detour. And when you commit to it, mm. like it just, it, you know, it, it, it just look, feels better. I think like we, we spoke about this few podcasts that go around, pretend like it's never going back to normal and catalyze yourself yes. with that energy. And in the book I wrote and I titled that piece, Burn Your Ships. Just burn mm. your ships. And it's a very tough thing to do mm. because you think, but how am I going to get back to where I was, where I'm from? I'm like, maybe that's not even supposed to be where you're supposed to be going. You know, like where you are from, maybe has gone. That's also fine. Mm. But that's an unnerving mm. process for many, many people. And I think it took you a couple of weeks to get to the point of saying, okay. And I remember, like it was last week sometime, when you shared how that momentous, like it, it's changed your body. It's almost like I saw you sure. sigh mm. with such a relief that like, okay, I'm into this new state of creativity. And I think that's a very big part of this podcast because I think if you haven't gone through that, then you just don't get this opportunity to utilize this as the most creative gift that we are in because to be honest with you i don't Mm. see us getting out of this for the next month at least and so we've got so much time to be creative and so you need to use that energy and so well done i think that's a great point you know i'm i'm trying to think if i had to roadmap it for someone like how do you get to that shift what do you need to do Mm. and i'm not quite sure there's like a, a a thing that jumps out for me because it was a wrestle, you know, to be honest, like it was, it was critically examining my thoughts about 
my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what yeah. it was. It was, it was like, like sitting with the discomfort and like asking, is there a better way? Is there a different way? And, yeah. and accepting things that I didn't want to accept. And, you know, we've been saying from the beginning that your future is, is gone. Like, and mm. I was so, like I was really upset actually about it. I mean, <laughs> of all of us were, but, yeah, yeah. but, <laughs> but, uh, but like my keynote speaking career was just getting momentum. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. had this international gig and like, ah, uh, lockdown. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, like we, we've been sitting because we, we quite religious with our meditations and our, and our visualizations. Yeah. Like when you sit every day and you visualize that future, you become so bonded to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what happened to all our meditations? Does that shit even work? So, <laughs> because how did, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. If you had to roadmap it, do you think? Do you think there's a yeah? Apart from I, yeah. critically thinking about your thoughts, yeah, examining them, what else would you tell people to do? The death. I think it's death is the first one. It's to accept death. It's like people are mm. stuck in that five stages of mourning. They're bargaining still. You're yeah. in bargaining. So like it's people mm. are stuck in bargaining and I'm like just get to get to grief, get angry because like you just said, we were all angry that things didn't happen. I was telling you off air, I bought this brand new pair of shoes that I haven't worn. I'm so angry. I'm like, shit, man, I've got these amazing <laughs> shoes I haven't worn. Like, and so I'm angry about those small little things, but I'm not even angry, but just like irritated. But um, you got to get to acceptance, bro. I think it's just, I think it's how quickly can you just accept the fact that it died. <laughs> it just, it died. Mourn it. Like, okay, let's go. Mm. Because you're trying mm. to also, I think, I think what happens to us in psychological terms is we're trying to avoid mourning. We try to mm. avoid the grief process. And I remember that, you know, when I was going through my divorce, I remember sobbing. Like, geez, I mean, it was the most, the most incredible time of sobbing for six months. And I remember thinking the reason I'm sobbing so much is because I avoided grief for 40 years of my life. And it was almost like 40 years of pain and avoidance of sadness that had to be felt. And that's why I think the death of anybody or any dog or any, for me, definitely my, when my dog died and I, and I, and I did a speech at my friend's father's funeral and I, and I wanted to tell people how I had benefited from his passing because it gave me access to those years of not accessing the emotional space of grieving. And I think people are petrified of grieving. And I think you get mm -hmm. yourself to a space of grieving, then you can get to acceptance quickly and then move forward, you know? <clears throat> um, to wrap us up, this, did you know there's a sixth stage? Oh, uh, yeah, I saw yeah. this the other day. What is it? The meaning of the meaning. grief. Yes, meaning. That's mm. right. That's right. Mm. It's uh, so it's by a, a guy who's yes. um, it's it's not part of the original Kibler Ross yes. framework, but he he said that there's the sixth part, which is that we have to assign meaning to what we're going through, and once we have meaning, it gives us a purpose also in the way we move forward. And from what I've gathered, he actually ended up speaking to Kibler Ross's family or yes. institute. He got, he got permission. Made it part yes, of the, that's right. That, I read yes, that. I read yeah. That. Look, I think that's a fantastic point. No, you're absolutely right. Because what you then become mm. is grateful for it. And then once you become mm. grateful for grieving, then you, you, you don't look for the next thing, but it's almost like, okay, I'm okay with it. You know what it's, you know what it's so similar to is getting into cold water. <clears throat> 
You remember when we were younger, you never wanted to get into cold water. Then you start realizing there's a benefit from being in cold water for 20 minutes. You're like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, okay, now I'll get into that cold water again. So I think it's that sort of thing is that when you have meaning mm, to the grief, you can, mm. you, 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 you'd be more comfortable with engaging with it, you know? Mm. But yeah, getting off the treadmill has been wonderful, man. Um, um, as much as I'm lonely, yeah. I'm not wearing my new shoes and not wearing any lacquer aftershave, which I'm a, such a big fan of. Um, besides that, man. Please do that. Please do that tomorrow. My, my challenge sheet tomorrow morning. <laughs> Don't go outside in the, <laughs> on the farm. Put on your new shoes. Put on some aftershave. <laughs> okay, a couple of things, couple of things. My mom can't stand aftershave. She's got, she's got, she's very sensitive smell wise. So she always says to me, please, she gives me a, you give me a headache when you wear that stuff. Okay. So that's, that's, I can't wear it for her sake. And dude, these shoes I okay. bought in Amsterdam, I am not wearing on the farm. So yes, I get what you're saying. I know. Listen, I just in your room, yes, in your room, in your room. My guest <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll Instagram those, photos, those shoes on my feet in the, in the garden. Thanks for that. <laughs> Listen, okay, uh, awesome. thank you. It was great uh, catching up with you. Yeah. And uh, for everyone listening, we hope that you are managing during this very difficult time. And um, go check out theexpansive.com. Go find John's book there. Uh, we'll upload mine at some point. <laughs> yes, we'll speak about yeah, it at some we point. Will, we will, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, uh, go see all the wartime CEO podcasts that are out, the masterclass, John's book, John's keynote. Mm. Uh, and we are also be do we'll be doing some keynotes as well jointly. So, yeah, until next time, John. Yeah, brother. Thank you so much for this. All the listeners, uh, thank you. be safe. We know it's a tough time and uh, embrace the toughness, become anti-fragile with it and uh, come out of this better, stronger, faster, while still having empathy for the people that are going through everything that they're going through. So uh, lots of love to you all. Ciao. Ciao.